Okay. How are you, ladies? This is Saratova Beth. We are just before Hamisha Asar Bishvat, the new year for the trees, and we want to speak about feminine light. We're in very special days, very unusual time in America. So, as we understand that since Nekeva to Saigas Gever, the feminine energy will go higher than the masculine. Essentially, we're building a feminine world, a world in which in which all the milers of the feminine, the nurturing, the nourishing, the being there for each individual, the understanding, the giving a voice to each individual, the the enabling everybody to 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 step out and shine and all of that, that's what's about to happen in the world. So when we look at Khamisha Sadashvat, I want to look at just one fruit. One particular fruit. Of course, we know that what we do on the 15th of Shvat is we try to eat some of the fruits of the seven kinds for which Eretz Yisrael is praised. And there's a Pasuk, it's based on a Pasuk in Devorim, um, that the Pasuk is Eretz Chita Sa'aravagetim Te'en of Arimon Eretz Zesh The land of Israel is a land of, it's a, it's a land of wheat and barley and grapes and figs and pomegranate, and it's a land, then again it says, it's a land of olives, shemenzvash, olive oil, and honey, date honey. I just want to stop on one fruit and see how we as women are bringing the world to Geula and what our contribution is at this moment. So, so what exactly the fig is, let's just go back for a minute to the time of Chava. There are opinions that say that when Chava ate from the tree, from the Eitadav, it was a fig. Not all opinions, but some opinions say that it was a fig. According to that opinion, what is this fig? Now, she obviously made a pretty big mistake by eating the fig. The way it was supposed to be was that the fruit was of the Eitzadas was not supposed to be eaten until Shabbos. Not never eaten, but leave it until Shabbos, according to some opinions. And then in the context of Shabbos, where everything is balanced and everything is then put in its proper context, then eat from the Eitzadas. And then she would, then they would have gone on to eat from the Eitzachayim. Which means what? The Eitzadas was destined to give them a deeper avaida. A, an understanding of the contrast between good and bad. That's, by the way, today in the world, we're really dealing with that a lot. The contrast of, you know, this says that and that says this and, you know, what's true and what's not true. We're almost in an das mode right now. It's very interesting. And we understand that once we eat, we eat from the das, but in the proper way, as Hashem says to yes do, not to no do, then we go on to eat from the Eitzachayim. And that gives eternal life. So the interesting thing is, she ate at the wrong time. Now if we look at the fig, if it was really a fig, if we look at a fig, there's something really amazing. I, I read a beautiful book this summer by Heike Goldstein called First Fruits, about a little girl in Eretz Yisrael, the time of the Beis Amigdash. It's a stunning book, whoever can get it at a Jewish bookstore. First Fruits by Heike Goldstein. And in this book, there's a little girl living at the time of the base in Eretz Yisrael, and she wants to plant a fruit tree. 
she wants to plant specifically a fig tree. Now, how do you plant a fig tree? I mean, these you know, you probably buy one already with the root ball, but there's another way, which is you open up a fig, and there are a lot of seeds in that fig. Just, I can't even imagine how many. It's not like, by the way, when we talk about these seven fruits, of various people, not like the, the pomegranate. The pomegranate also has a lot of seeds, but we know exactly how many seeds the pomegranate has, 613. That's what Tyra tells us. But the fig, you know, each fig has a different number of seeds, but it's a lot of seeds. So if you can just take one of those seeds and plant it and take care of it properly, in theory, it can grow a tree which that's what the book is about, by the way. Please invite everybody to read it. About planting a little, one little tiny seed of this fig and watching it grow into a tree, which then would give fruit, which then would create seeds that fall into the ground, which then would create fruit, and on and on and on. Essentially, for eternity, this one little fig seed would create an eternal fig. It would make this, this fig seed, in a sense, makes the fig eternal. It just, you just keep creating, you know, growing a tree which makes more fruit, which then makes more trees and more fruit. It goes on forever from one little seed. So if you take all the seeds in this fig tree, in this, in this one fig, and if they could all grow, every one of them would somehow survive. Understand statistically now it's not it's not realistic. You know, give science another couple of years to create the perfect environment, and every one of those seeds in the fig will grow, will be able to grow, and it's destined to. You'll have a, a, a world full of fig trees. I don't know are there are hundreds there, a hundred. I have no idea. There are a lot. So there's something about this fig that makes us think of eternity. That's so much the feminine energy. That is so much the woman's energy of creating eternity, giving birth to children and giving birth to students, spiritual children, not only physical children, but giving birth to our students, teaching in a way, we as women, we teach in a way that we just keep giving birth to more teachers. From our unique feminine teaching style, we make it possible that our students then become teachers who then have students who then become teachers who have students, and it goes on forever. So there's this sort of eternity that you feel in this fig. And that's what the nachash, the snake, attacks, this eternity. This sense, this is the chayim nitzim, the eternal life, which would have happened by eating from the eighth chayim. The nachash hakadmaini, the snake, the, 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 the serpent, went after that. Now, one other thing that I was thinking that the, you know, we'll be eating on Kumishas, the, the Shvat, we'll be eating pigs, a lot of us. These seeds are very sticky. And when something is sticky, you know that it'll stay in the place where you put it. Right? There are certain, if you take, um, if you open up a jar of sesame seeds, um, and, you know, you open it too fast and you're Let's say you, one of the children does, and they're jumping around. Well, there goes a whole floor full of sesame seeds. They don't stay in one place. They fly all over the place. Chia seeds, sesame seeds, whole, poppy seeds, they're all over the place. We'll know about that soon when we make commentation. 
Why are they all over the place? They're not sticky. If they were sticky, they wouldn't be all, if you just, you know, open the jar too quickly, they don't go all over the place. They're sticky. They stay where you put them. So that's something really important about the fig. The idea of, you know, a very determined way of this fig is going to create some type of eternity. And it's, you can, you can direct it where you want it. We're in a, a time now in historically and in the country where we're pushing, the whole country is pushing towards truth. What is truth? What is truth? Truth is, truth is the third base of English. Netzach. And Netzach is also truth. Tyra is Nitzvi. And truth is Nitzvi. And Beit HaMikdash Shlishi is Nitzvi. And everything that's happening in the world now is happening in that direction. And it's the feminine instinct that knows how to direct it. I mean, Beit HaMikdash is a bias. It's a home. We are homemakers. This is our... We're in our elements. No wonder the Skutmashim Sidkaniyas in the Merit of Righteous Women. We're in our elements when we're building the base of this home for Hashem. This is what we're good at. Decorating homes and making them warm and cozy. So, just to finish off with the fig, the Nachash Kadmaini, the snake, what he did by making Chava eat, eat the fruit when she shouldn't have, by confusing her, by coming with his cunning, seductive way of thinking that gets everybody confused. And I'll say the Dailamajinim, we're living historically now in a time also where that Kayach, the Ruchnius of the Nachash Kadmaini, it's, 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 it's biting in a lot of places. And we can, it's the final, it's the, it's the final journey of the Nachash Kadmaini. And that's a serious, it says so very much in Sarm. So this snake caused her to eat the fruit, and then Hashem said, I'm sorry, now you've introduced into the world the opposite of life. There is no more, at this point, eternity, eternal life. Whatever we just described as being embodied in this fig, this eternity, eternal life, not yet, said Hashem. And there was a reason for not yet. The way the world went at that moment, because of the chet etzadas, Hashem said, to live like this forever? No, 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 no. That would not be a kindness on my part. When the world is purified enough, then we will be tasting from the etzachayim, the tree of, of life, and on the way to eternal life. Mashiach Titan. So this thing that we're going to eat, on Chamisha Asar Bishvat, it means a lot of things. It carries a lot in it. And and one other thing about it is that the fig, we know it, it's famous also for right after Chava ate. Because when she and Adam realized what they had done, what the, the mistake that had been made, they felt extremely exposed, extremely... Um, you know, vulnerable and exposed. Not they, 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 they didn't know where to hide themselves. And all of a sudden, and they got this idea. Well, 
We need clothing. We need something to cover ourselves up because when you're exuding truth, why do you need to hide it? But when when we fall in, God forbid, into cloudy philosophies that are not true, then people try to cover it up, cover it up with various means. They don't want it to be discovered. So Adam and Chava were looking for to cover themselves, and what did they find? Fig leaves, right? So they clothed themselves. They put on garments of figs, fig leaves. What is that? So in Pinchas, the Torah talks about the garments of the neshama. The garments, just like, you know, a coat, a jacket, just like Adam and Chava put on garments. We also have garments. Our neshama also has garments. The neshama has a very deep truth, but it needs to be, you know, treated, I guess, in a theistic way so that it's carefully covered and it expresses itself through three garments. Mashada, Ebor, and Maisa. How we think, how we speak, how we do. What we think about, what we talk about, and what we do. That is all denoted by the fig. And, and, at this moment, we're in a temporarily unusual time, historically. As Americans, we're used to, um, what we think and what we say and what we do to be able to be very free uncensored, and it's, we're in a temporary unusual time. So we're thinking very much about these three revolution, this fig. The fig is the star of the show right now with what's going on in the world. But when Adam and Chava put on this fig leaf, leaf what they were doing is they were, they were fixing up, they put on Katnas R. They were putting on these, they, they, they had these coverings. And our job today is to do that. To look into our Levushim. How do we think? How do we speak? What do we do? And make from it not just Katnas or, or meaning, or with a, with an ayin, meaning, um, made out of skins, but or with an aleph. We want to know. And we're inspired by this, by the fig. We want to know that we're doing our very best. Our thinking is in a way of light. Our, katnas our. Our speaking is in a way of light. We think only light. Only lichtikite. We speak only lichtikite. And we create only lichtikite. And that is something that uniquely, women are uniquely exemplary in that. We know that we have an obligation wherever we go to the world, to the the next generation, we're the nurturers. As mothers of the generation of the world, we know that you have to be careful with what you say when you're around vulnerable people. You have to be careful what you do. When you're around, when, when you're around innocent people, be very careful what you say because they hear everything. 
Be careful what you do because they notice everything. And even be careful what you think because now it seems psychological research says they feel everything that you're thinking. So we, to sum up, we're in a world, believe it or not, although everybody seems very tough and it's a very crazy world, but we're in a world now where people are vulnerable. People are raw. Everything that they are used to depending on is crumbling. Everything. They, people feel like they have nothing familiar to hold on to. That's a vulnerable moment. That's the time for us. As Nishoyu B'nais Yisrael, as the women, the leaders, the feminine leaders in our own Semitic way to step into the world and to guide each and every one to influence each and every person that we meet in our own, we can do it in a very soft way to guide them through the way we think, to have listica thought, listica speech, and listica deeds. And surely with that, we will be this fig that that sums all of this up. We will we will plant that fig seed and it will grow into an incredible tree. And then we will bring that. It will be brought by someone as a carbon in the third base of Mikdash. And we ask Hashem, please bring us right now, immediately. We waited long enough. The Gula Mitzvah Shleimah to the base of Mikdash. Now. Thank you so much.